Testing one, two. Are we on? Are we live? What's this Memorex? Good evening, everyone, and welcome to our Bible study tonight. Glad to have you along with us. Um, thank you for um, receiving us into your homes this evening or where you are as we study um, God's Word. Tonight we'll be um, reviewing chapter 10 again. Um, since um, Kevin didn't get have the um, the you know how sometimes technology is, uh, he didn't get the attachments, so he has them tonight. So we're gonna go back and review chapter ten briefly, and then we're gonna look at chapter eleven um, for our study tonight. Revelation chapter ten and chapter eleven. We're gonna do a brief review of chapter ten, and then we're gonna move into chapter eleven. Before we do, let us pray. Oh Lord. May your ancient scriptures come alive tonight within us as we open up the pages of scripture, as we turn our hearts toward you and the truth of your word. As we sit at your feet, Lord, teach us and reveal your truth to us about this fascinating book called Revelation. May may you open up the its prophecies to us so that we can learn and grow from them. Make your word come alive in our heart tonight so we can be doers of your word and we give you thanks that once the word proceeds out of your mouth it does not return void but we pray that we may find its way into our lives where it produces much fruit. We ask this prayer this this evening in the name of Jesus Amen. I want to begin by uh, reading um, chapter 10 and doing a review over this um, chapter of Revelation. It has to do, uh, as I mentioned last week, chapter 10 is a break from the um, trumpet judgments. You have six of the trumpet judgments already, um, and then now you have kind of a pause um, and so God sends an angel to the earth, and this angel uh, has—he's dressed in—he's uh, has dressed in a cloud. His—he um, has a rainbow around his head, and his his face shines like the sun, and his feet are like pillars of fire. And so let's re- let's look at the word tonight. I'm reading from the King James Version, uh, chapter ten of Revelation, verses one through. 11. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head. And his face was, it were like the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. And he had, held, and he had in his hand a little book open, and he set it in his right hand upon the sea and his left foot on the earth and he cried with a loud voice as if it were a lion roared and when he had and when he cried seven thunders uttered their voices and when the seven thunders uttered their voices I was about to write and I heard a voice from heaven saying to me seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered and write them not and the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted up his hands to heaven and swear by him that liveth forever and ever who created heaven and the things that therein, and the earth and the things that are that are uh, that therein are in the sea, and there and the things which are therein that there should be no time, 
no time longer. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, which he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished, as he hath declared to his servants the prophets. And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me, saying, and said, Go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel, which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went to the angel, said to him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it and eat it up, and it shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up, and it was bitter in my mouth, sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. That concludes um, chapter 10, verses 1 through 11, and I'll go over it briefly with you. Um, so, so, so as as the um, there's a pause between the um, the, the seven trumpet judgments. So we move from the seven seal judgments, or then we move now to the seven um, trumpet judgments. So we've already had six in the previous chapter. So there's a pause here, and there's this angel who comes down from out of heaven, and he's dressed in um. um he has he's dressed in um let's look at the picture of the angel first okay there's the angel that john sees uh you can see how how he has one foot on the land and one foot um uh, on the ocean or in the sea and then you have then he's dressed in a cloud and he has a his feet are are like fire or bronze and um he has he has a uh, rainbow. Um, uh, he he has a he has a rainbow on his head. So this is kind of unusual um, symbolism here. And this angel, first of all, is has these symbols um, signify God's presence. So this angel has come to do God's work in the world. Um, the rainbow is is. Um, the, Okay, let's go move to the next to the next slide. It's got the um, Revelation ten one angel was was clothed in a cl- cloud. Okay, um, so you see that you see a cloud in the Bible or associated with two things: the presence of God and return of Jesus. So you know and. In the Old Testament, the Israelites, when they left Egypt in the wilderness, God led them in a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And then Jesus, when he um, met with, um, when he had to, when, when he was on the mountain of transfiguration, um, a cloud came and descended upon the mountain, and Jesus met with um, Moses and Elijah. And then when Jesus ascended to heaven, he sent it in a cloud, and then he would return in a cloud. So um, the cloud signifies um, the God's presence. Okay, and then, then we moved on to the, um, the angel wore a rainbow, and we know that the rainbow was, it was about his head. The rainbow is, is symbolic of God's promise that he 
the first promise or first covenant that God entered in with, with human beings was he would not destroy the world with a flood. So as a sign of that promise, he put a rainbow in the sky. And so the, so the, um, the, the angel is about God's carrying out God's promises in the earth. Okay, and then the next, um, the next slide is a picture of the angel's legs were like pillars of fire. Um, that's still Revelation chapter 1. And so the pillar of fire, bronze-colored, is a symbol of judgment. So this angel is come to bring the promises of God. He's in the, he's in the presence of God, but he's also to come to carry out God's judgment on the earth. The next slide is the uh, angel's face shone like the sun. So when Moses came down from the mountain, his face shined with the glory of God. It's called Shekinah glory. Um, he was in the presence of God, and they made him wear a, um, a they made him wear um, a, a bag over his head, so because they were afraid of the light of God from radiating from Moses' face. So when Moses went into the tabernacle and met with God, he would take off that the bag. Um, and then when he came out, he'd wear the bag so that so that the um, he wouldn't fright the people were afraid of Moses' face. So when uh, also um, on the mountain of transfiguration, you know Jesus shone with the, with the glory of God that his fa- that his clothes changed, everything about him changed, and not only his face but his clothes changed. It was because um, it touched the the glory of God. And then the the then when John sees Jesus the first time in Revelation one, he sees that same glory shining from Jesus. So, so this angel uh, has been is has a face shining like the sun is because he's come in contact with God. He's he's had he's in the fa- he's been in the presence of God. That God's glory is shining from this angel. Okay, and then the next slide is a picture of um, Revelation 10, um, t- verses 2 and 8. So the angel, um, the angel has in his hand um, a scroll. That's how um, in, the, in the ancient days people wrote. They wrote on a scroll. It wasn't until much later that the codex was, um, was written, uh, was was written upon a codex was animal skins that were put together in a like a, in a book um but most of the time in, in John's day in the New Testament world they used papyrus and they wrote on it um it was like a reed and they would they would wrote they would write on that and and there was in a scroll and the bible was written first of all in the scroll and then it was put the codex so, you, so when Jesus read in, um, from the prophet Isaiah, when he, when he preached in the synagogue, they handed him the scroll of Isaiah. So this angel has a scroll in his hand. And so John is told by God to take the scroll from the angel, and the angel instructs John to eat this, eat this scroll or the word. And the angel tells him that, that it's going to taste sweet, it's going to taste like honey, but when he digests it, when it goes down in his stomach and begins to digest, it's going to make him, it's, it's, going, to, um, it's going to turn sour. 
Um, and so what, what this is um, significant or symbolic of is that, you know, God said, once the word comes out of my mouth, it would not return void. And then God said that in Jeremiah, I'm going to put the words out of your mouth. And then God tells Ezekiel in Ezekiel 3, verses 1 through 15, to eat the scroll from God. Um, God gives Ezekiel to take a scroll. And so this is, this is a prophetic, um, this is symb- symbolic of, of um, the prophet. John is instructed to be the prophet. Because, see, the word of God can bring, can, it's sharper than a two-edged sword. It can bring comfort and bring healing and bring peace. It also can bring rebuke. It can bring judgment. It can bring, it can bring discipline. It can bring chastisement. It can bring correction. And so, so what this is significant of is that John is the one that eats this word. This, he eats this scroll because he's instructed by God to, to bring the prophetic utterance of, of um, revelation to, to the world. I mean, it's, and, and it's not a revelation. It's not a book that sometimes brings peace or harmony, or, but it's a book about judgment. And so it, it, God's Word can bring us comfort because it reveals the truth to us, but sometimes the truth is, is hard to take. And so this is the task that John has been given in the last verse. It says that, that he will be prophesying to many nations, languages, and kings. So that the little book signifies that God is not through with John yet, but he still has work for him to do to finish um, the prophecy that is contained in the book of Revelation. Now, we look at the angel in Revelation, the slide at Revelation chapter 2, verses 5 and 6. It shows that the angel is standing uh, with his um, right foot on the sea and left foot on dry land. And this this is what I talked about last week, is that the angel is is, um, reclaiming the earth for God. Uh, and as I talked last week, that the devil um, gained access to the world system because Adam was no longer um, capable of carrying out the, the, the charge duty because in order to be a representative of God, you, you had to be without sin. So Adam was first created without sin. He was perfect, and he was like God and created in the image of God. And so he was God's representative on the earth. And because he ate the, um, from this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he disobeyed God, and he was disqualified uh, in order to be the king of the world. Um, he was no longer able to be God's representative because sin was, he was found with, to have sin in him. And so um, he was disqualified from that, from that office. And so the devil came in and took over the um, being sin of the world, I mean, being in charge of the world system. And so, like, what you see this played out in the temptation of Jesus when the devil, the last temptation that he takes um, Jesus and shows him all the kingdoms of the world and says, if you fall in and worship me, all this can be yours. And see, the devil had the power to give all that to Jesus because he was in charge of the world system. And so the, this angel signifies that the deed to the world is up. And now God is coming back to reclaim the world, sin and all. And God is coming to bring wrath and judgment for sin. Because right now we're in the grace period. 
and Jesus is on the throne. God is on the throne of grace, and so we can we can come to know God. We we can receive forgiveness of our sins and come to God through the cross and receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. But there's a time coming, friends, that that God is going to judge sin and and the penalty for sin is death. And so you know God is going to bring justice for those people that that have lived disobedient to His word. And that this is this is you see this happening, and so the angel is coming. He's got the bronze feet, and he's coming to bring judgment. But he, God is coming to reclaim the world. It belongs to God, and He's coming to, to eradicate evil and bring justice to the world system and take it back from the devil. So this angel has come like many conquerors or many explorers, like when Columbus came to America or many uh, many other other explorers. They would. The first thing that they would do is when they came to shore, they had one foot on the land and one foot on, in the ocean, and they would have a flag, and they would place that flag on that beach and say, "I claim this for Spain, or I claim this for for England, or I claim I claim this for um, I, I claim this for America." You know, um, so that this is what the angel is doing when the scroll in his hand, he's claiming this world for God. There's no longer delay. It's time to take possession of the world and claim it for God. So then, they, then we see that the angel in chapter ten, um, verse three, there's a picture of the of the lion. So the angel roars like a lion, which he's representative of Jesus, because Jesus is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so the 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 angel is also speaking on behalf of Jesus. And then the next slide is when the angel sat, shouted. In verses three and four of Revelation ten, he sa- he sounded the um, the voice of seven thunders spoke or sounded as soon as the voice of the of the the angel um, cried with the, cried out with the sounded like the lion's voice. So the seven thunders are symbols of the Holy Spirit or the voice of God. Um, so whatever they said, we don't know what they said because. Um, God told John not to write what he heard. Keep it quiet. Keep it silent. And so thunder and lightning are also symbols of, of God's judgment. You know, there were thunders and lightning on the throne in Revelation chapter 4. There was thunders and lightning. And so this, this is getting ready that, that, um, that God is getting ready to send judgment on the world. That um, vengeance of God is going to be on the wicked. And, uh, and God is going to destroy the works of, of darkness in the world. The final judgment is about to, about to be unleashed on the world. So we have one more, uh, we have one more um, judgment left in the trumpet judgments, and then we move to the bowl judgments, which is the most severe of, of the, of the, of the um, wave of judgments um, that are um, brought upon the world. Okay, then we move to the next slide, which is Revelation ten seven. It's the mysteries of God, and these are some mysteries of God from from God's word that we will never understand. Um, the mystery of the rapture, First um, Corinthians fifteen fifty one. The mystery of Israel's blindness, Romans eleven twenty five. The mystery of God's wisdom, First Corinthians two seven. The mystery of Christ in the church, Ephesians five thirty one through and thirty two. The mystery of Christ in us is First First Colossians one twenty six and twenty seven. The mystery of the kingdom of, of heaven, 
Matthew 13, and the mystery of godliness, 1 Timothy 3.16. So that will conclude our, our study of Revelation chapter 10. So I just wanted to kind of review that with you so that you could have some idea um, of the slides that, that um, from last week. So we're going to move on to chapter 11. In chapter 11, there is, there is um, we meet two witnesses that God use, uses to preach the gospel. And I'll read that to you. This is Revelation chapter 11. And this is from the King James Version. And there was given me a reed like unto a rod. An angel stood and saying, Rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein. But the court which was without the temple leave out and measure it for it given unto Gentiles and the holy city shall they treat tread under forty foot forty and two months for for under foot forty and two months. And I will give power unto my witnesses, and they shall prophesy two a thousand two hundred and threescore days, cloth and sackcloth. They are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the, the, the God of the earth. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceeded out of their mouth and devoured their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. These have the power to shut heaven, that it rain not in the days of their prophecy, and have the power over waters to turn the blood, turn them to blood and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. And they shall have finished their testimony. The beast ascendeth out of the bottomless pit, shall make war against them, and shall overcome them and kill them. And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of that great city, which spiritually is called Solomon, Egypt, which are also, where, where also our Lord was crucified. And they of the people in kindreds and tongues and nations shall see their dead bodies three days and a half, and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in the graves. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them and make merry, and shall send gifts to one another, because these two prophets tormented them that dwell on the earth. And after three days and a half, the Spirit of life from God entered into them, and they stood upon their feet, and great fear fell upon them which saw them. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither. They ascended up to heaven in a cloud, and the enemies beheld them. The same hour there was a great earthquake, and the tenth part of the city fell, and the earthquake was, were slain of men seven thousand, and remnant were, were affrighted, and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second woe is past, and behold, the third woe cometh quickly. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdom of this world becoming the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign, o, reign forever and ever. And on the fourth and, and the fourth and four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshiped God, saying, 
We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art, which was, and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. And the nations were angry, and their wrath is to come. And the time of the dead should should be judged, and thou shouldst give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and to them that fear the name shall small and great, and shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. And the temple of God was open in heaven, and there, there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament, and there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hail. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now we're looking at, um, we're moving into chapter 11 um, of Revelation. And, and in this chapter, um, we meet the two witnesses that God sends um, to um, to prophesy for um, twelve hundred and sixty days, but as we look at this chapter, one thing that stands out very clear to us is that take for a minute to look at that slide. Revelation 11, verses 1 and 2. These are two pictures of the Temple Mount. If you look and you see the walls, um, the, the outer walls, that dome figure right there is called the Dome of the Rock. It's one of the most holiest places of worship in Islam. And where that where the Dome of the Rock is built is presumably is built on the same site where the Temple of Solomon was built. Those walls are hundreds of thousands, a thousand thousand years old. Those walls were built by Solomon. Those are the Temple Mount. And many of the Jewish people go on the walls, the wailing walls, and pray. And they put prayer requests in the walls. What we what we are reading from this um, text is is very clear is that in the last days the temple will the temple will be rebuilt because why would God ask John to go measure the temple and to count the worshippers there and to go measure the altar and exclude the outer court if there was no, if there was no temple. So we see here in the last days that the temple of Solomon will be rebuilt. And if you look at the on the bottom of this slide, it says Jerusalem, God's beloved city, the birthplace of three world religions, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. So John is commissioned by God to go and measure the temple. Um, also, you'll see the next slide is a picture of a, a, is a red heifer or a cow. Um, the blood of the red, the red heifer, uh, according to Numbers 19, was without spot or blemish. It must be sprinkled in front of the temple before God will accept the service there. 
So the red heifer is a unique cow, breed of cow. It was used to, it was used specially to bring um, worship into the temple. So that um, when the temple is rebuilt, um, the temple will have to be opened with sacrifice of of a of a um, um, red heifer. Today, yeshuvas, or which are, which are called Jewish Orthodox schools for religious and secular education, are training priests and Levites to resume sacrificial worship. So in order for the temple to be reopened, they have to sacrifice the blood of the red heifer. So that lets us know that the... Um, that lets us know that the... Um, the end times are approaching. The next slide is a is a picture of the golden altar. It's a Re- Revelation eleven two, and so the the Jews and the tribulation period will will um will um the the um the Jews will um. Rebuild the golden altar, and that the golden altar, um, is located inside the temple, and so the Gentiles will rule the outer court, and that um, and so that the Jews will not allow Gentiles into the outer court, um. And they're rebuilding the temple so they can reestablish their own way of life through animal sacrifices, connecting with God through the old, the old, um, old path in the Old Testament. Um, show that picture again that you had up there previously of the um, of the um, two witnesses and the um, the olive tree in the temple. That's it. So you can see you can see um the temple there um with the um the olive tree and and the um and the uh the measuring stick of the of the um and the outward appearance of the um of the temple, and so it's it's all. She, Pat Smith is 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 got it all in that one picture for us. It's it's basically chapter eleven in the first um, few verses. Um, so it's it's got the 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 temple, and it's got the two witnesses, and it's got the the um, the olive tree, and the and it's got the menorah. The light of God. So that's what these these two prophets come to do is they come to share the word of God, and they come to um, um, be the light of God in this uncertain times called the tribulation period. Now, um, go to the slide that's got Revelation eleven um, three through six, and it's two witnesses.
No, it's not. It's got it's it's Revelation eleven three through six. All right, that's it. Okay. Um, Mosaic law required two witnesses to validate matters pertaining to the Jewish religion. So you had two witnesses to confirm something that is fact. Um, so the two witnesses, when they come, um, just, um, there's been a lot of speculation who these two witnesses will be. Um, some will be, um, some say it'll be Elijah. Some say it'll be Enoch. The reason why Elijah and Enoch is because, you know, Enoch was translated. um, He walked with God. He lived 300-something years old, and then God translated him in heaven, or he did not die. He did not die a natural death at all, but God translated him into heaven. And then the next is Elijah. And we know know that Elijah escaped physical death, and he was translated... um, into heaven, that God took him into heaven on a fiery chariot. So it's believed that these two prophets, one from the pre-flood world and one from the Old Testament um, before the cross, will come back um, and do God's work for the, those 1260 days preaching the, the Word of God. Um, and then some say it could be Moses or it could be John the Baptist. Um, but I kind of believe it'll be Elijah and Enoch because both those two prophets did not taste death and that God will use them in the last days. Now, these two prophets um, are, are representative of the... Um, um, they will come and they will preach the gospel and, and no, nothing will be able to... to that God will send... Um, they'll be like Elijah... Um, they'll be they'll they'll hold they'll be able to stop the rain. Um, so they will they will prophesy three and a half years. Um, they'll be able to stop the rain from falling. They'll turn the water to blood. They'll smite the earth with many different kinds of plagues. Um, they will be invincible. But then after the three and a half years, they will finish their assignment and, and the, um, they will be killed by the Antichrist. And the Antichrist will put, put their bodies, will leave their bodies in the streets for three and a half days. There will be no um, funeral. There will be no, um, there will be no mourning. They'll just lay there in the street for three and a half days. Um, the the world will be so so glad that they're dead because of the judgments of God that they brought upon the world that everybody will celebrate. Um, they'll 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 send gifts and give praise and, and and shouts and there'll be marches and they'll be glad that these two prophets have have, have been killed. Um, and then all of a sudden, after three and a half days, God will resurrect them. And God will take them into heaven, and they will ascend into heaven just like Jesus did. And then as soon as that takes place, there will be a great earthquake. It will destroy 10% of the buildings in Jerusalem, and it will kill 7,000 people. The fear of God will enter the hearts of survivors, 
and a Jewish revival will break out. So this is what God uses to um, to convict Israel and convince Israel that Jesus is the true Messiah. Um, he will use these two old prophets, these two prophets um, from the past, to convince the Israelites, the Jews today, that that um, that Jesus is the true long-awaited Messiah. Um, now let's go to the next slide, uh, Revelation eleven four. Uh, it says the olive tree and the lampstand. Okay, there's a picture of a the olive tree, and then there's a picture of the menorah on that slide, and it says the two witnesses will represent be represented by two olive trees and two lampstands. So Zechariah four verses three through six tells us that the two trees stand by a lampstand and provide oil to the lampstand. The oil represents the Holy Spirit. And the two witnesses are filled with the Holy Spirit. And the um, Zechariah tells us that the lampstand hold pots of burning oil to provide light. The two witnesses will be lampstands because they will provide light to the dark world during this time of tribulation. And then um, at the end of the chapter, there's a picture. It's a slide of Revelation eleven nineteen. Um, it's the Ark of the Covenant. Now, um, the last, and it says in, in verse, as soon as the, um, as soon as the, um, the two prophets, are, the two witnesses, or two prophets, as I call them, um, are resurrected as we as we saw the second woe is fulfilled and then the th- the third woe is declared and there will be a, a heavenly declaration proclaiming that Jesus will soon start his earthly reign earthly reign and then as soon as that takes place there will be the seventh trumpet blast um and then um, the, there will be a great reaction in heaven. The, um, the 24 elders will, will fall and, and begin to worship God on their faces. They begin to worship God and they will thank him because he is alive and he'll be exercising his great power by starting his earthly reign. So what, so what the devil does in, in verse 18 of chapter 11 is that he's going to still continue to stir anger against Israel. Um, he will also um, stir anger against Jesus, and this will begin the plan for the last battle called the Battle of Armageddon when the world comes out against Israel in the final battle. Um, and so... Um, as I said, as soon as the um, the um, the witnesses are ascending to heaven, there's a great earthquake that destroys the tenth of Jerusalem. And when this happens, the Jews wake up, and they finally realize that they've been deceived, and that they they they're beginning to open up their hearts to Jesus, and so. 
verse 19 is the last verse in chapter 11 and ends this way with God opening up his holy temple revealing to the world the Ark of the Covenant. And it's a sign of God has, has always shown Israel mercy. But it's a sign that the judgment is coming. The bold judgments are about to be unleashed. And that will conclude chapter 11. Show, um, let's look at the picture of the two um, witnesses resurrected. Okay, see, this is a picture of the two witnesses resurrected. They lie in the street for three and a half days, and then they're resurrected miraculously, and they ascend into heaven just like Jesus did. So that will conclude chapter um, chapter 11. Um, we, we did chapter 10 and we did chapter 11. There's only 19 verses. Um, but those two witnesses, are, I would say, are probably Enoch and Elijah come back. God has them um, one last mission to do, and he will send them into this world and during the tribulation period to preach the good news and to preach Christ and to preach repentance to the to people. And it will cause a great revival to break out in the in, among the Jews. And the Jews at that time will come to Christ at what we'll see in chapter 12. So we will conclude our Bible study tonight with chapter 11 and chapter 10. Um, I want to thank you for joining 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 us tonight. I'm glad that you could be a part uh, that you could come, that you decided to be a part of our Bible study. And now let us close in prayer. Next week we'll be looking at chapter twelve, and that will be our last study together until um, till you know when we pick things up back in the fall. Um, we've so we've come through more than half. Uh, Revelation is, it has um, twenty two chapters. So when we do chapter 12 um, next week, um, we will have come through um, more than half of Revelation. And so the good part of this is, is that, that you have it available to you on, on our streaming um, and on our church webpage. So, so from the time we started in the quarantine, all the Bible studies are there for you to go back and listen to. So over the summer, um, and, and while we're not meeting, you can, you can go back and listen to the study, because I think we, we probably started with chapter um, maybe, maybe um, seven, six or seven. So, so, we, so the majority of the teachings of Revelation in our Bible study is there for you to, to go back and listen to on the streaming, so you can um, use this time to refresh your memory uh, and gain insights into God's word uh, to further to, to further edify and lift you up um, and increase your knowledge of, of revelation. That's what my prayer is that that your knowledge of revelation will increase because the Bible says that if, that you'll get when you study revelation, God will give you a blessing in your life by studying the scriptures. So so I pray that that as as we take our break. 
um, that you will be able to have time to go back and reflect on these past teachings so that God's blessing will touch your life. So now let us close in prayer. Dear God, we thank you for this time that we've had together. We thank you for this opportunity to come to learn more about you. We just ask you to continue to lead God and direct us as we study your word. Help us to be faithful disciples as we pray together in Jesus' name. Amen.